Italians like the following things. Coffee, wine, pasta, and cigarettes. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, we talk the Inhuman release details. Mm. That sounds bad when you say it like that. Uh, (laughs) Fox has new release dates for some movies. Okay. All right. The CW is dominating with the Dominator invasion. (laughs) Okay. And more. Yeah. So welcome back, Mike. Welcome back. You went to Italy? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, (laughs) Italy. Yes, I I went to Italy. We visited... Uh, a small handful of cities in the in the northern part of the country, specifically Milan, Venice, Bologna, Florence, and uh, Monterosso. So, or Monterosa, I don't remember. Uh, but it was it was really cool. It was a it was a cool vacation. I feel I feel really I feel really uh, rejuvenated after coming back, which would seem uh, contrary because you would think like oh a vacation you know you're you're doing lots of traveling. You're on planes for very many, many, many hours, you know, but like I felt like, you know, not going to work and like not really having any responsibilities necessarily for 10 days worked out really, really well. So I feel very clear minded, very excited to to get back to the podcast. But yeah, I had a, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of time to watch uh, airplane movies while I was on the plane. How long Um, is that? How long is that flight? uh, Well, we had a, we had a layover. I, I, I'm not 100% sure if there are direct flights, but if there was a direct flight to from Los Angeles to Milan, it would probably be about 12 hours. We had a 10-hour flight to London and then a then a then a two hour, another 2-hour flight. So, so I you feel, were on a plane for 10 hours. <laughs> yes, it it was a uh, luckily it was Virgin Airlines. Uh, this was the first time we've ever flown I think the first time we've ever flown Virgin, but if it wasn't, it's definitely the first time we've ever flown in one of their big, really nice, high-profile planes. Uh, they have these really awesome touchscreens with videos and stuff in front of you on the headrest, which doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But like, you know, sometimes you come across like these like these uh, places that install install t- touchscreens on things. They're always just really crappy, like touchscreens. I think these were like legitimate, legitimately running like Android software, and like the touchscreen was actually really responsive, and you didn't have to like jab your finger at it to pick a movie. All right. So that was really nice. But I think the probably the the best movie I, I watched. I think I watched like honestly like ten movies. I like I watched a lot of them to kill you know that total of twenty hours on those flights. The best one was definitely 10 Cloverfield Lane. I had held off on watching that one for a really, really long time because I knew it was good, but unfortunately, like from the trailers and kind of just knowing the context of the world that it lives in, I kind of knew how the movie was going to play out. But even knowing how the movie plays out, um, I still loved it. It was amazing and it was fascinating. And I was captivated just on this little screen in front of me on a plane. So, well, that's good. So, you, so did you. So you watch it on the screen. So you didn't bring it. You rented it or bought it, or they had it oh, no, offered to you. It, it, yeah, it was it was just free. They had like a nice little selection of maybe like thirty movies, and there was like some TV shows in there too that you could watch. Okay. So, and then the the most disappointing one was either going to be Keanu or Tarzan. So the only reason I watched mainly these movies is because I was on a plane, so I didn't have a choice. But I watched Tarzan mainly because we we talked about it earlier in the in the year or i guess at the end of the summer where it made a bunch of money so i was like oh it made a lot of money so maybe it was good i fell asleep towards the last part of it i don't know if that's just because i waited longer into my fight to watch it and then keanu just unfortunately wasn't that funny okay. like it just felt kind of uh um disappointing coming from key and peel who are really funny dudes but uh <laughs> i guess that that would be the most relevant part of my trip that relates uh to the podcast <laughs> But well, we, I did. I did leave it a superhero slate sticker. Yeah, in, you uh, did. Bologna. You did graffiti Italy, and he sent me a picture of this. <laughs> so yeah, I I was I was being very respectful to the country. If we have any uh, Italian listeners, I left it on a uh, an area in Bologna, which is kind of their university area. And uh, tidbit here: the University of Bologna was founded in like 
1088 it's like literally the first university like on the planet like so it's like the university number one nothing's any nothing's older than this university when it compares to other universities but they had like this little alleyway that had like these like areas where you could post up flyers and stuff so i was just like oh i'll just put the sticker on there so it's not like i <laughs> slap it on like the side of a building or something like that so he it's, put it it's on the a, leaning tower a, of pisa <laughs> and that's why it's all weighted over now yeah exactly uh, I, I put it on the other side to balance it so now it's oh. now it's just now it's just a tower we're doing our part about it anymore <laughs> yeah so i would i would love to know if anybody is listening to the podcast right now in bologna because they saw that sticker i would be i would be surprised and shocked but if you did uh, let us know, and we'll, I'll definitely give you a shout out. Yeah, but um, please do. Yeah, right? but overall, it was a, it was a it was a great vacation. Much much needed. It's very very uh, interesting going to Europe. First time I've ever been to Europe, so I got to see kind of a different perspective on like um, I guess on a country that uh, I guess the uh, originators of like democracy almost of like modern government. So that was kind of, it was cool. I would, I would definitely recommend Italy to anybody. Cool. So my question for you is mostly because Uh I'm a fat kid at heart. Uh, (laughs) What, what's your favorite dish that you had there? If you could say, now when, when I say I want to eat Italian food, Uh most people think Olive Garden and we all know that's not really (laughs) Italian food. Uh, So what true Italian cuisine would you recommend if you could pick one? I think I, I, my favorite was on our very first night in Venice. We went to this restaurant and I ordered the carbonara. I don't now if you're not familiar with what carbonara is, it's um, it's basically like a pasta. I've seen it served with different styles of pasta, but I think the the traditional way is like a, it's a spaghetti type of noodle, and they take that and they make your sauce with a combination of like egg and like like raw egg and then olive i think it's olive oil maybe in there to thin it out a little bit and then they put bacon in there too it's really really good it sounds kind of strange describing it but it's a pretty uh classic dish it's very very delicious and the the egg makes a very rich sauce and uh you could definitely find it on menus out here in the u.s it's not some sort of obscure italian dish or anything but if you get a chance to try some carbonara definitely go for that really really good well, there we go. Now, now you guys know. When you go to Italy, try the carbonara, if you will. Now you guys know. And uh, you know, for a ten-hour flight, we have almost we have over a hundred hours of superhero slate <laughs> that you could listen to. Uh, if you want to yeah, go back sure. and uh, you know see how wrong we were all those years ago. But yeah, you know it. <laughs> but while you were in Italy, you missed some of the most you know American of traditions and holidays. You missed Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Yeah, I know. And on those days, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, dropped us a Thanksgiving trailer. Oh, gone, is this Mike. is this is this your segue into the news? This is my segue into the news. No, oh, well, just before we do that, real quick. Oh, okay, okay. I, just, I, I, I jumped the gun. I, I just no, I just wanted to go ahead and thank uh, thank Luke for coming into the podcast last week and uh, replacing me for the week. Uh, it was really really nice of him to do and joining the podcast. So I just wanted to give him some credit where credit was due. It's always a uh, really nice when people want to step up to the plate. And also, I can thank uh, thank you because you're the one that kind of is steering the ship over here, and uh, that's always looking out for these replacements because always seems to be the one that I'm I'm gone and out of nowhere. Usually when you are out of the picture for a week, we just turn it into an excuse to take a vacation and not do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I'm glad to have, like, I mean, I'm glad people who listen, you know, want to be a part of this stuff. And I, I think, you know, if we were a little, a little bigger or had a little more going on, I think we would be more than welcome to have extra guests on but um i mean anytime we can keep it going i'm i'm excited for it especially as we close in on episode 100 in like two weeks mike so oh, yeah we're getting there triple digits i never thought we'd get that far to be honest i'm <laughs> like yeah well, well we'll get we'll we'll find some reason not to your, but. your lack of faith disturbs me oh whatever whatever so but your Star Wars reference is very appropriate because Rogue One of Star Wars where he gave us the final trailer on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day. And Mike, don't watch it. <laughs> but but there's one very important reason I wanted to talk about this trailer. Mm-hmm. Because with this trailer, that means on Monday, tickets go on sale. 
Yes, that is tomorrow from the day we're recording this podcast. If, if you listen to this, uh, the official day that the podcast comes out, which is Mondays, you might be uh, you might be able to get them right now. This is actually a concern in the back of my head while we were on vacation. Every once in a while, um, pop culture would pop back up into my head because that's one thing that is always going on up there. And I was like, oh man, what if those Star Wars tickets are on sale right now? Now I, I don't I don't think these are gonna go as quickly and feverishly as episode seven tickets did. I don't know if any websites are gonna be breaking. But I, I think these tickets definitely will go pretty quickly. So if you want decent seats on like a on a Thursday night that it comes out, I think you wanna look out and get them on Monday. Yeah, it's very true. I, I have a Actually, over Thanksgiving, I talked Star Wars with a couple of family members, and they were like, I don't know where this fits in uh, to mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe. And I get it. It's cool. I mean, you don't study it and look at it like like it. But for me, I mean, I'm really excited to see, you know, some prequels, some, you know, we know Darth Vader's coming, some new characters and new stories. And um, I, I'm excited to buy tickets. I think I have to buy four tickets. I think I've been tasked with buying other tickets for people attending with me tomorrow. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're prepared. And, and also, when you're talking about to where this fits in, I think, you know, to to a very casual Star Wars uh, fan who would want to go see this movie, they might not even necessarily remember that the Death Star plans were stolen even to begin with. You know, they can kind of recount some of the, the key moments that happened in A New Hope, but, you know, they might not remember all that. They were just like, oh, yeah, they just got together and went and destroyed it. They You know, they don't really know that there was an intricate little part, you know, that happened mm. to get that. So... Uh, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't think this thing's gonna gonna blow uh, ticket sales out of the water, pre advanced tickets. But yeah, you'll want to jump on it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and if you get a chance to, you know, reserve your seating, do it. That's my favorite thing. I'm gonna get my mm-hmm. IMAX tickets, um, and I'm I'm really cool. I'm cool with that because I don't think. I mean, maybe a lot of tickets are gonna be sold because of what comes with it, and that's the trailers. Spider Man Homecoming, the first trailer is will be arriving with Rogue One. Oh and, yeah, and I think what three weeks? Three weeks from from Friday. So, oh last man, I was I was really really stoked to to hear that news, just because uh, it's it's always really exciting when we get first glimpses at things, you know, first trailers, especially of something uh, to the caliber of a Spider Man movie finally coming over to Marvel and being its own property, kind of, but kind of a uh, um, equal separation between uh, between Sony. So it's it's hard it's hard to to say how that's going to work out. But the trailer, I was excited about that. Now, I'm curious with the reports of saying that it's, it's coming with um, Rogue One, does that mean the first time the trailer is going to premiere is literally in the theater, or are we going to actually get the trailer like on a Tuesday or you know afternoon or something like that? My, my guess is this will be the first theatrical presentation will be mm-hmm. with, with Rogue One, and we will have it online beforehand, because why would you not put that online? Um, yeah, exactly. Especially for people who may not want to go see Star Wars right away. Holidays are, I mean, you know, The Force Awakens proved that you can put up a movie in December and make money, but you just never know. There's a lot of good movies come out. I mean, I saw Moana this weekend. I think that's going to be up there for a couple weeks. Mm. Um, so I, I think so. Spider-Man Homecoming, I think there's another one or two coming with it, and I can't remember or figure out what they were, but I know Rogue One is going to have a lot of new trailers for, for yeah. properties. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, they would love to be able to have the trailer premiere in front of another movie and then the next day drop the trailer so everyone can see it who didn't go out on Thursday night. But uh, people are going to cam it. People are going to get it out there some way or another. So, yeah, so we'll probably be seeing that uh, a couple days ahead of the release of Rogue One. But I, I'm excited to be getting Spider-Man footage. That's super cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it for the first time. And even though we don't have a full Guardians of the Galaxy trailer yet, um, just the teaser trailer. I, I mean, it's just showing how big 2017 is shaping up to be for superhero movies, and especially Marvel on the whole. Because you missed it last week, all my excitement, my hype for the Marvels Inhumans uh, kind of was there, and I've been talking about it uh, all week with everyone I can get a chance to listen to, you know, what I'm saying. And uh, Inhumans, I just I'm so excited because we've got more information coming for this. So mm-hmm. its release date is September fourth in theaters. So Labor Day, twenty seventeen. Uh, that means we're looking at you know what eight nine months away uh, before that comes out. So or I mm-hmm. guess nine or ten months away before that comes out. Uh, it's going to be in a thousand plus theaters in seventy four countries, and uh, IMAX is actually paying for the first two episodes. Oh wow! So <laughs> this is more of a 
an ABC, a Marvel, an IMAX, and I think there's a fourth something. Um, I think maybe Disney or something. Or ABC, Marvel, Disney, and IMAX are all teaming up to make this show happen. And mm. that's huge because the first two episodes are filmed entirely with IMAX cameras, much like Infinity War is going to be. And uh, they're actually filming specific fight scenes for other episodes in those IMAX cameras as well, like action scenes. Man, this is just really strange. So I haven't really had a chance to respond to the news since I was since I was out last week. So we're getting an Inhumans TV show. Um, now, is there any sort of reports or anything of this replacing Agents of Shield, or is this going to possibly be on another night? Nope, there is no nothing to do with Shield as far as we know, and except that this mm. is not a spinoff of Shield, meaning. Quake and Coulson won't be like, oh, we found these other Inhumans on the moon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about as far as I got <laughs> with with what's Shield. I think one of the goals might be to get maybe some eyes on Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, Shield's really focused on Ghost Rider and and not the Inhumans so much. Um, so I, I don't know what the relation to Shield is. Maybe they just wanted to. Um, you know, we've got some money. We've got some people interested in the Inhumans. They also keep saying that this is not replacing the movie. Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's they keep kind of on what saying I... that. I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. Well, because that's kind of what I thought. Maybe most of the hype of this announcement was for is if you know they're going to go ahead and double down on Inhumans TV wise. I figured we would be getting you know big royal family names like Black Bolt. Like he would be the main headliner of of the TV show, so it makes me think if if they do end up using them and kind of I guess blowing the inhuman load on television, you know, to be a, a, as graphic as possible, uh, it just seems weird that later down the line there would be an Inhumans movie. Well, you know, it. I I agree with you until I thought well there are other Inhumans that are very popular right now. Um, an example would be uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Huge in the comic books right now. Very, very, um, very popular. She's one of the Avengers, even uh, recently in the comics, uh, and she's an Inhuman. So maybe when they use the word Inhumans for the movies, maybe they've kind of adapted. Or they've changed their plan. The mm-hmm. Royals can have this TV series. We want to move with with Miss Marvel going forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about a little bit of news later uh, Later in this episode. That's, I think, going to shed some light on this. But it, it sounds like that they are really, really concentrating on the Inhumans role in the Marvel Universe and, and really to make up for the fact that they don't have mutants and maybe won't be getting mutants anytime soon. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting from all of this uh, Inhumans news. Just because, like... They got to put a lot of work into what Inhumans are because people, normal people, just don't know what they are. This is very true, um, uh, and they, I think you know, two years of Shield still still haven't really broken a lot of ground yet. Uh, yeah. And one thing that a lot of people have expressed concern about, but maybe not so much for me, is the Agents of Shield VFX VFX coordinator is not on the, the Inhuman series as of right now. Um, okay. But I think that's okay. Because he's a TV guy, and this is more of a miniseries like event, kind of like I guess Game of Thrones would be, or mm-hmm. even a popular show. I enjoy Westworld, um, so I think maybe they've got more of a, a a bigger role. Maybe someone who's used to television or not television, but movies and larger scope. Yeah, I think these uh, these these VFX coordinators are going to be a lot more important in in the television uh, universe going forward just because people want to tell these bigger more elaborate stories uh we're going to talk about the uh the cw crossover event um here in a little bit and there's definitely going to be a lot of vfx shots in that and from what you know i saw on there they look like they they might be pretty up the snuff when it comes to uh putting vfx on tv so um yeah maybe they're going to bring in some big guns for this marvel and humans yeah yeah we'll, we'll knock on wood like so we don't know much about casting or or much else, but I just know September 4th for, I think, two weeks, I will be watching this movie as much as I can. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and before the series comes out. Uh, which also may lead, if we have Inhumans on in the show, maybe they could show up in Marvel's Infinity War. Uh, if they're oh, introducing nice. them a little little sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's, that's a little hope on my my behalf, but who knows. But there was some concept art released earlier this week, and people thought it was um, showing, this is official... Marvel concept art showing the embodiment of death in the Marvel universe. 
Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. I, I I dig it. I don't really understand the context of of the concept art. It looks like it's it's bound in some sort of book, so it doesn't look like it's some sort of like scratch drawing or something that was just digitally done. Someone went to the effort of printing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm I like what I'm seeing. It's it, it's it's pretty ominous. Yeah, very uh, much. Got, I think that like works. Got a Day of the Dead kind of kind of feel to the face there. Uh, mm-hmm. However, this has been on to confirm that this is not death but this is a doctor strange design for one of the zealots they did not use mm. um, so um i mean i could see this being the embodiment of death in marvel anyway maybe reusing it if they wanted to but um if they end up showing death in infinity war because that's you know what thanos really wants um who knows what it's gonna look like but they they usually make their designs look pretty good i haven't had a complaint yeah. with how they've had people look so far yeah, they have some really amazing concept artists uh, working for Marvel. I follow, I follow quite a few of them on Instagram, and they they can definitely pretty much just pluck anything out of their brain and, and put it on paper and make it look awesome. So, yeah, maybe they'll come back around to that zealot drawing because I think that would work pretty well. It has that kind of a feminine look, which uh, kind of fits with uh, death. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it's not like Marvel has a bunch of artists at their whim to say, hey, draw us up something. <laughs> No, not at all. Um, but speaking of Doctor Strange, we got some news on the box office numbers, some updates there mm-hmm. uh, real quick. Um, it has passed over $600 million, um, making it the highest grossing solo character film for Marvel. Wow, so, that Iron is Ma- impressive. Iron Man was the first, and, and then um, is num- was number one until Doctor Strange did. Uh, went went ahead and passed him right on up there. So. Wow, I think it's a I think it's a combination of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. definitely helped them hit the ground running with a character that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Uh, also, a combination of it being a Marvel movie. I mean, the Marvel brand now has a very big pedigree when it comes to uh, when it comes to the people just going to see. We we've been watching the new uh, Gilmore Girls. Uh, that's been um, reunion that's on Netflix. And there's even a, a joke about the Marvel movies in the very first episode okay. of uh, of that. So it, the Marvel is definitely in the zeitgeist where it's showing up in um, in the Gilmore Girls uh, dialogue. So and then also I think I think word of mouth helped the movie a lot too. I mean, uh, everyone loved the visuals and how uh, responsive they were to them, and then people love talking about it. So yeah, uh, it definitely made sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any issue with it, and I mean. You know, I, the IMAX ticket sales really got to help it because that's that's what I push whenever anyone asks me what to watch Doctor Strange. I'm like, got to see an IMAX. Mm-hmm. Can't can't go back to the small screen once you see those awesome visuals and that that big scope. So, um, congratulations, Doctor Strange. We'll, we'll we'll keep you guys posted as the year closes out. But with Star Wars and and a and a Pixar or I guess a Disney Pixar film. I don't know if it was Pixar. Maybe just Disney. Closing out the year, uh, it's got. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna get much higher. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel things, um, people I guess enjoy. I don't know. There's no good way to segue in this. Marvel versus Capcom. Have you played the game <laughs> before? I I have played it before, but I'm definitely uh, not some sort of uh, savant with the game. Okay, I I'm not either. I'm not a big competitive player. I think I have um, the second and third one on my Xbox somewhere. But uh, I I mean this is. I don't get into fighting games, but because I, I mostly don't care for the Capcom side of it, you know. Um, but uh, there is possibly an announcement of the fourth entry in this franchise next week at a PlayStation event, and uh, we've got a couple teasers uh, here. One showing some characters, uh, you know, uh, you know, I see Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Iron Fist, Doctor Strange. Those are new characters. I think they might be adding to the to the series because uh, you can tell it's got a different art style in the back. And mm-hmm. uh, and then just the big number four. So, yeah, I mean, I've always uh, I've always dug the uh, art style in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Uh, so th- it always looks really cool. It kind of seems more old school or kind of like perpetually '90s or something like that, which mm-hmm. I really dig. Uh, it's starting to seem like a very one-sided relationship, though, of where maybe when the the very first Marvel vs. Capcom game came out, they might have been on an even playing field when it came to intellectual property, but Marvel just blows Capcom out of the water. Now, I can't remember the last time Capcom was really, like, a big deal. Like, yeah, they make 
like the they make Mega Man, right? Isn't that isn't that kind of their main claim to fame? I think Mega I think Man and Street Fighter. Mega Man, um, Street Fighter, Street Fighter is still big uh, for some reason. Uh, I think one of the first games they actually made was X Men versus Street Fighter, which is what kicked off this whole thing. Ironically, uh, okay, and yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how many. Um, I think X Men are still in in them, but you know, it's Marvel's not using X Men in too many of the games. We'll have to see. Yeah. What the yeah, Marvel vs. Marvel vs. Capcom is like a game that I would be terrified to play online because I feel like ninety nine percent of the people that play the game are just like really into it, and like the other one percent are the people that like bought it because it was on sale, and they're like, "Oh, this looks fun," so uh, very intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I see Mega Man and Street Fighter and um, oh, Dead Rising and uh, the uh, Resident Evil. So they yeah. have a couple properties in there, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I, I probably won't get it right out the gate, but people who like fighting games and Marvel vs. Capcom could really get into it. So we'll let you know. We'll, we'll we'll tell you next week if it comes out or not, or if they announce it. Did you get any Black Friday deals while you were in in Italy, Mike? <laughs> no, I I mean I think they might do some sort of Black Friday shopping, but uh, I wasn't in any sort of shopping area. No, I've I've successfully avoided all of that. Well, good. Congratulations. I did. I did as well. I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. Um, I did take a, a advantage of a few online deals, such as um, the Batman Arkham games for Xbox One. Um, uh, Arkham, I think Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, thirty dollars for the set of, of HD games. So you know, fifteen dollars game for games I enjoy, great. But there is a new video game. Uh, this is a leak. Uh, Batman video game in the vein of this based on Damian Wayne, the son of Bruce Wayne, who is the current Robin in the comic books, uh, in, in production. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I know. I feel like Damian Wayne is definitely really popular right now, I guess in the, in the comic book side of things. He seems, he seems to be, I, I I know it's not something I'm reading, but it definitely pops up on the internet a lot. Screenshots from his comic book. So I guess they have a pretty good writer over there who's handling uh, Damien. So it makes sense that maybe he'd be getting his own game. Yeah, and uh, you know they had a couple Robins and the other ones like a Nightwing and then uh, another Robin, and I think they even had like a the Red Hood Robin uh, for for the last one. But um, the studio who made this one is actually made the Batman Arkham Origins game, which I think had a Deathstroke in it or Deadshot, one of the two. So uh, it's not the main company, and we don't know what their next project is. Some people said a Superman game, um, but um, a Damian Wayne game, Batman game, sure, I'll give it a try. I don't, I'm, yeah. I like the other ones. So yeah, why not? Yeah. We ain't complaining over here at Superhero Slate. <laughs> no, not not at all. And for people who think we hate DC, you're wrong. We like their video games. Um, and we got some news on the DC um, Extended Universe front, which is what they call their movies. Uh, the John Cleese might be joining the DC films. <laughs> All right. And there's a, there's a rumor in this that, you know, sometimes they come to be true. Um, I think the Joe Manganiello rumor we talked about where he followed somebody at DC and on Twitter, and that ended up leading people to how he joined you know, the movies um, that John Cleese was followed by, like, I think um, Zack Snyder and somebody else who does, like, the Batman stuff, and now he's following them back on Twitter this week. I I don't, sometimes I don't (laughs) get, like, why following certain people on Twitter leads to these rumors, but you know what? So be it. It works out a couple times, so (laughs) maybe. Well, we know. Well, we know he's not going to be any sort of like a powerhouse hitting a hero. I mean, he's a, he's an old gentleman now, so maybe. Uh, I mean, the the role of Alfred's already filled, so um, maybe John Cleese will end up being a voice of something. I don't know. He, he does do great voices, and he and he's getting up there in age, and you know they can record his voice now and not have to worry about him in, in other films. I think I had a, a, a GPS a Tom Tom with his voice for directions once. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, it can't be Alfred. So uh, who, who knows what he could be. So if you guys have any ideas who John Cleese can be in the DC movies, let us know because we are drawing straws here and, and getting nothing. However, the CW is leading up to their big four-show crossover this week, Mike, starting mm-hmm. tomorrow, Monday, maybe the day you're listening to this, four nights in a row of a big crossover dealing with these villains called the Dominators. Yeah, this is a pretty big deal. I watched this uh, trailer 
uh, just before we started recording the podcast. And I was pretty impressed, I guess, with the scope, at least, of what they're going to be doing over these four episodes. I think the everybody who listens to the show knows by now that we aren't really keeping up with Supergirl. I'm kind of uh, keeping Arrow at an arm's length just because uh, I've had a bad previous season with Arrow. Uh, we are watching The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow seems to be kind of um, a come as it come come as you are or go as you come. I don't know. We 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 watch it sparingly, but it seems like they're bringing it all together for this pretty uh, crazy event. Yes. So um, the teaser, I I enjoy it. I really enjoy the teaser. I just have one complaint, and it's the scene where the heroes are running at the Dominators. These uh, big yellow alien looking creatures that are kind of creepy looking it appears to be on a helipad that looks a lot like the airport scene in civil war <laughs> at the end of it and i'm like okay i get it you don't you know you want to imitate good things so we'll, we'll see how it plays off because we have i will probably watch all four shows this week mike i will watch supergirl on monday i will have to catch up on some like two episodes of the flash to watch the flash on tuesday Arrow on Wednesday is 100th episode as well during this crossover. Do you think that's really? ironic? <laughs> no, I think it's uh, I think it's convenient. <laughs> yeah, it's very convenient. Uh, I think I hear they're bringing back a lot of people. I heard I think Deathstroke, um, uh, Laurel Lance, uh, a bunch of other things. So they're bringing a lot of people back for this 100th episode. Uh, so if you're Arrow fan, you might like that. And lastly, Legends tomorrow is I guess the end of this. You know. I guess where they stop having these dominators try to take over the world. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have these dominators showed up anywhere yet, or is this going to be the first time we even hear about them this week? This, I think, this is the first time we've heard about them. I've not seen or heard of them in any other uh, um, uh, episodes before this. Hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, in the in the trailer, they they had a short glimpse of some CG shots of these aliens, and they look pretty decent. Like, uh, I'm always impressed when CG can impress me on television. So, yeah, I'll be watching these for sure. I'll, yeah. have, to remember, I'll have to remember that I have to start with Supergirl. Yes. Um, I mean, thankfully, there's the CW app you can watch them on um, with commercials, but for free. So if you don't get to them live, there's always that. Um, mm-hmm. Fun fact, also, Todd McFarlane uh, interpreted the characters. I think he's the one yep. who drew them for the first time. Awesome. So uh, if you're a big fan of him, he, you know, everyone knows he did Venom. And, and the Spider-Man stuff and uh, uh, I think Spawn as well. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted on this next week. I mean, I'm gonna try to watch them before next week and, and get through all of them. Um, and I'm really curious to see how they bring Supergirl into the CW universe because they've uh, they've kind of left that out for a while. Is what is what I've seen. Lastly, on the CW part, did you know Legends of Tomorrow is moving to Tuesdays, Mike? Oh, okay. This was so, um, a note from last week, and I wanted to bring it up with you. Why? What do you think? It's it'll be Supergirl, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, right after The Flash, and then Arrow. I mean, honestly, it seems like an attempt to give Legends of Tomorrow more audience. I mean, The Flash is their best show, and usually, what happens if you're if you're moving a show, it's because it's not doing well, and if you're putting it after a really good show, so it seems like maybe Legends of Tomorrow needs to get a needs to get a little bit more growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did add four episodes, and the more I think about it, I think maybe maybe that's a finale. <laughs> they well, added four be. episodes to wrap it up, you know? Well, I, I think that's fine. It, the idea always seemed like something that wouldn't last for seven seasons, you know? It always it, it seemed like something that would just be here or there. Yeah, so do you think they need to fill that fourth day with another superhero show? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, they were, they were shooting for five days in a row there at one point, so we'll have to see. Okay. Yeah, I'm just curious. I was curious your thoughts on that. So, there you go. Did you get a chance to see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them yet? No, I did not get a chance to see it over there in Italy. Uh, obviously, we we're going to see it because my wife is a huge, gigantic Harry Potter fan. She actually bought a copy of the first Harry Potter book in Italy just because she just wanted it in a different language because she thought it would be cool. And that's how big of a fan she is. So uh, we will definitely be watching it, and hopefully I can give some opinions about it uh, next week. But um, yeah, I, I kind of want—I was kind of curious what what you thought about it. Obviously, n- no spoilers, uh, but um, 
yeah. positive experience? Yeah, I, I did. I, I did have a good, a good experience with it. Um, I, I think it, it follows the growth of the Harry Potter films in terms of like this is a more adult film than a kids film. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really spend a whole lot of time explaining the magic parts of it, which you know they spent like eight films doing that part of it. Uh, and the other one. So if you watch the other Harry Potter films, you're ready to jump into this one. No questions asked. Uh, the world felt good. It felt like 1920s. They they leave a lot up to the imagination, and that's fine. But um, overall, positive experience. So I hope I hope we have a spoiler cast incoming. Um, I, I, I did break that to my wife finally this week. I'm like, look, you're going to have to be on the show with us to <laughs> talk about this. So, I mean, hopefully we can get one of these on, on, our, on our schedule before too late. Yeah, I think maybe uh, maybe we'll try to shoot for Sunday. I think I think now since we've we've missed the inaugural weekend of the uh, of the movie, we don't necessarily have to to jump on it. But maybe we can shoot for next week to get get the wives behind the microphones, and uh, we can just basically ask them Harry Potter questions, some deep lore questions because yeah. they'll have the answers. We'll 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 interview them essentially on, on yeah. the show. Yeah, get some get get deep into the lore. That's right. So there we go. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. If we do a spoiler cast, well, stay tuned and we'll let you know when it happens. Uh, subscribe and you'll get it automatically. You don't even have to worry about it. So the Foxes universe is is moving on. Um, the new mutants movie had an animatic release or get leaked this week. I don't know how, how like. It's very much like the Deadpool test footage, but like more basic this mm-hmm. week. And it shows that the character Demon Bear will be a villain in this movie. <laughs> um, yes. So I had to go look up who Demon Bear was because I, in this animatic, I, 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 he I looks don't like blame you. A big bear with glowy eyes. Yeah, there's there's not necessarily a. Um any pomp or circumstance to the way the bear looks it just looks like a big bear maybe uh maybe it's possessed maybe that has to do with the demon eyes or i don't really know what's going on with this bear but the animatic is pretty hilarious because uh obviously animatics are not supposed to be crazy polished and actually they're less polished when it comes to live action stuff you actually get really more refined things when you're talking about like animated movies just because they get the movie almost 90 percent of the way there with the animatic so it's kind of funny seeing these characters that are stiffly drawn. You know, they're not necessarily trying to get everything perfect. And then there's tent music in the background. Then you see those big old bear. It's 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 more hilarious than anything else. But just kind of show you a glimpse of what could be happening in the movie. Yeah, and, and even if he is like one of the main villains, like it's the demonically mutated parents of one of the characters in the film, um, Danny Moonstar, who I think uh, I don't even know. Who, what her like superhero name would be was um oh, oh mirage i think is what she called herself so it's very weird looking but it's cool because you also get to see wolf wolfsbane which i think they modeled after um Maisie williams from game of thrones because mm-hmm. they're trying to get her to be that role and the scene looks like it to be from um the main the girl with the sword is actually magic i don't know if you're familiar with magic in the comics uh, it's the younger sister of uh colossus Oh, okay. And she has the ability to go into this dimension called Limbo, where like there's like demons and stuff. And she, um, she has a, a I think it's called a, a Soul Sword or a Hell Sword or something like that. But either way, um, it looks like this bear is crashing through a hospital because the character Moonstar or, or Danny Moonstar faced him in the comics and she, like he messed her up real good. So this may be apart from that. They may be taking it from the comics exactly. We don't know anything about new mutants except we've seen like the script we're pretty sure it's on the radar for fox and the closest description we have this week now is i say stephen king meets john hughes style horror movie <laughs> and no one's afraid to say john hughes anymore now that uh, spider-man's been uh described as having a john hughes vibe so uh well, i don't know we'll have to see i i think we're gonna get more into the fox stuff here in a second but uh, New Mutants, I guess it's a good thing to start hearing stuff coming out of Fox uh, just because who knows what's going to happen after uh, after Apocalypse, which surprisingly I saw quite a few people watching on the plane. That was one of the movies that you could watch. Uh, I was just like, you, you could be watching Civil War, people. Civil War was also an option on the plane. Why are you watching this X-Men movie? I would assume it's because they're stuck on a plane and they had watched Civil War already and were more curious but um, mm. well, those, yeah. thankfully those airplane <laughs> views don't count towards the ratings on on the movies. 
Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, John Hughes, I actually watched one of his best movies. I think is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's a movie about Thanksgiving. Ooh. So I just yeah, I just don't think you want to use John Hughes followed by the word horror um, <laughs> at all. So I don't know. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about that here. Um, also, another fun fact: Civil War on Netflix on Christmas Day, Mike. Ooh, that'll be exciting. That'll probably keep me from purchasing it because I've been getting, I've been wanting to get around to buy it digitally. But if I can just watch it for free on Netflix, I might just do that. That's a, that's a quick turnaround. Uh, that Marvel, uh, you know, Netflix, Disney, whatever contract they have, you're getting your your Marvel movies a little quicker. And you know, wake up on Christmas Day and watch some Civil War. That's a that's a good Christmas, Mike. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's you, what we wish you know for. It. So we got some Fox Studios news, and yeah. I, it can go either way. It can really yeah, I, go either way. Yeah, I would. I would think this is probably this would be like this is like the the uh, the biggest news of the week, the headliner for sure. So um, this week, I mean, um, again, uh, I guess the movie Doctor Strange is out. So Kevin Feige is still out of his hole. Uh, he's still <laughs> walking around looking for a shadow, making sure you know he doesn't see it or something. And he said this week that a partnership for the X-Men and Fantastic Four with Fox is an impossibility for Marvel Studios. Whenever Kevin Feige speaks, we we get very quiet and we pay attention and we analyze everything he says because you know what he says is like truth. It's like doctrine. You know, you you don't have to filter it through any sort of – any sort of ladders up through executives like this is this is the man he is at the top he's he's speaking for the whole franchise so if, if he is throwing out the word impossibility like he means it like it's hard it's hard to imagine this any other way unless he is really really trying to bring back surprises in the marvel universe and he's just like get this guys i'm just gonna tell him it's an impossibility and then bam we're gonna hit him with an announcement of acquiring the requiring mutants i don't think that's going to happen since like i said earlier they're really doubling down on inhumans but yeah the fact that he spoke and said this so directly um it's kind of a it's kind of a a bummer a little bit but it's nice to have some definitive answers yeah it, it is i mean again this is where i have to explain to a lot of people i talk to marvel studios is only movies marvel entertainment is the television side and they can operate independently without touching. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact, you know, they, they say everything is connected and they try their best to keep everything connected. Uh, the Daredevil or the Netflix shows reference the movies, the TV shows reference the movies, right? Um, but just because Marvel Entertainment and TV are having deals with Fox doesn't necessarily mean that the Marvel Studios branch is, is having those same, that same luck with with the studio mm-hmm. so um that's that's you know something we gotta, we gotta i guess we keep in mind going forward of that and yeah good point to make for sure yeah and it's definitely i mean it's sad to hear that they they're not gonna work towards it um because i don't have any faith in fox whatsoever uh even deadpool 2 doesn't thrill me like it should i guess um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the difference is whenever this came up and he said this impossibility, I went back and looked at what he said about Spider-Man years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't ever say Spider-Man was an impossibility. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, uh, I don't know. It, it, I guess this seems more definitive when you compare what he said previously to to this. Yeah, it, it almost seems like a... Um... It almost seems like when when these when these executives from these different studios make these uh, public uh, statements, it seems almost like they're like giving coded messages to the other studios. So maybe uh, maybe Fox uh, was just like, "Hey, we'll give you maybe these properties, but we want this ridiculous back end deal, or we want to we want to share revenue that's like way." way more than spider-man maybe they didn't want the spider-man deal maybe they thought the x-men were worth more than spider-man so kevin feige was just like screw this i'm tired of messing around with these guys i'm going to go ahead and just make a public announcement and say it's an impossibility 
you know, just have them deal with that. Um, I mean, I think a Fox giving up the mutants or making a team up was a little bit more of a, a stretch than I guess Sony's deal was because Sony really just had the one guy. They just had Spider-Man. And yeah, they did have Spider-Man's kind of universe, his little microcosm of Venom and his villains, but it really was literally just Spider-Man. That was their main, that was their, that was their, that was their money maker. That was their meal ticket when it came to the superhero universe. So it was easy to kind of deal over one character. But when you're coming down to like an entire class of mutants, you know, you have you could have limitless characters in there. And then they had Fantastic Four too. It seems like Fox had more of an opportunity to do like a full reboot and maybe make something work. I just hope they get somebody else at the helm of it. Maybe they steal someone from Marvel Studios right now. Like, hey, uh, you know, Kevin Feige's at the top of everything. Uh, he's not going anywhere. How about? Instead of looking for a promotion over there, maybe come on over to Fox and help us with our mutants. That would be cool. And that seems to be the the what has to happen. I mean, uh, DC made a big deal about it of kicking out all these old executives, bringing the bringing a new uh, a new fresh talent to to helm the universe. So maybe Fox will do that. I think that's going to be their best opportunity. Yeah, we can we can at least hope so because again, I mean, when, when Feige. Feige said back, I think it was 2014 or 20 even 13. He said that you know um, he doesn't think that Spider-Man or Fox would ever come to him, but it's not impossible. And then he uses the phrase "impossible." It <laughs> seems like something's happened, and it's it's not very good. Unless he's just leading us all on the goose chase, not getting our hopes up, because that would be the best announcement you know to make. Like, oh, we got him, we got him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Th- Another thing that, that worries me, we're not going to get them, is Fox announced two new Marvel-based film dates mm-hmm. um, a little farther in the future than I wanted to see. Um, they have nailed down November 2nd, 2018. So, okay. um, I guess, well, what, two years away. And February 14th, 2019. So, Valentine's Day, 2019. Yeah, those are kind of two telling dates. Uh, the February date... Makes me think possibly another, no, well, maybe it could be a Deadpool movie. You know, maybe that's not necessarily Deadpool, but maybe that's the uh, team up with... Um, the X-Force? The, uh, the X-Force, yeah. And that, that could make sense where you go ahead and you film, the, you film this stuff back to back and you get Ryan Reynolds back in the studio with these other cast of characters and you go ahead and a year later you throw up an X-Force movie. That could be a possibility. I have a feeling putting a movie in February means it's probably going to be rated R. It seems weird to put a PG-13 movie in that in that slot because mm-hmm. it seems like R is kind of dominating uh, February now, which is great uh, right there on Valentine's Day. Um, and then the November 2nd one, that doesn't seem... I don't know. That's a weird date. November is a really, really weird date, especially yeah. at the very beginning of November. I would think maybe more towards the middle of the month, kind of closer to that Thanksgiving re- Thanksgiving Day release. You get a little bit of bump there because people like to see movies on Thanksgiving weekend. So it's really hard to get any information from that well, date of November 2nd. Well, so Doctor Strange, that's essentially the same weekend Doctor Strange opened this year for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we, we said earlier, it's doing really well. But maybe, maybe it's a new property. Uh, November might be a kind of a, you know, test the waters kind of property range. Um, yeah, maybe for them, because I don't think Marvel has a November of of twenty eighteen. I think Marvel um, is done by summer of of twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, you got to make room for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and you got to got to leave a little room for Star Wars. But I think worst case scenario, maybe Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they're if they're shooting for a, a total reboot, maybe that's the the place you put it. I mean, you don't necessarily put it back on center stage at the summer because maybe people are like, wait, didn't we just see Fantastic Four <laughs> during the summer the other year? So maybe putting it in a different season will kind of change people's mindsets a little bit, give them a, a chance to separate themselves from the other summer blockbuster movies. So... I don't know, man. I'm crossing my fingers because I'm starting to sour a little bit over on Fox. You know, yep. luckily, dead, luckily Deadpool's there, but we have been getting some concerning news coming out of there. So, And we know DC is hopefully on the rebound. We can see their future, and we can start to, 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 to dream of the good things. That Wonder Woman trailer looks awesome. So now maybe things are starting to flop, flip-flop over here. You know, Fox was the, the first... A heavy hitter here in the superhero game, and they've just been they've just been falling ever since. They're kind of floundering. Um, so 
what worries me is that Fox also has two other dates already booked uh, for the next couple mm-hmm. of years. Uh, one with March 2nd, 2018, which we think might be the New Mutants film. Mm-hmm. And June 29th, 2018, which we think might be Deadpool 2. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, Deadpool obviously did really good uh, earlier in the year, so maybe they think shifting it to summer would be better for it. Very, very much so. I mean, it's it's a big movie. It, it got huge things. Maybe summer would do it some justice. Uh, uh, maybe maybe get a little more money. I don't know, um, but that could backfire as well. But what we don't see, we don't see any main X Men franchise films. Um, 2017 is only one movie, and it's, I think, a very low... I think it's going to be a sleeper movie with Logan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got four other movies they've not said any titles about yet. So why are they not giving us these movie titles? <laughs> I think they're still fighting in meetings. Yeah. They're probably having meetings like every single week about the about the possibility of their future uh, with their franchises. So I think they're really circling uh, and trying to craft what they're going to do with this rebooting their universe, maybe how they're going to do it. Um, are, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions to be answered. Yeah. A lot of questions they're probably asking the same ones we're asking. <laughs> should we make this gambit movie or not? <laughs> yeah. Should we just give it up? Let's just give it back to Marvel. Let's, Let's quit while we're ahead. So yeah, yeah. So there are a bunch of Fox dates on the horizon. We'll keep you posted. But as you can obviously tell by our voice, I put Fox lower than DC right now, Mike. Ooh, yeah, I'm feeling the same way. So, All right, Fox, you've just been you just been demoted. <laughs> you you're you're the bottom of the barrel at this point. So yeah. Oh well. Q is Q sound effect of like something changing. Like ka-ching. yeah, right. I'll I'll work on that. Um, <laughs> Another thing Fox did this week, which is maybe some people might be concerning, but I think this is a great move. They moved Kingsman, the Golden Circle back, Mike. Um, okay. A month, or, or I guess a month or two, from June of 2017 to October 6, 2017. Well, I guess go ahead and mark me as slightly concerned. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the first Kingsman was uh, like a March release or like a February It was. Release, it was a Valentine's right? release. Yeah, exactly. So Kingsman, it, it, I think it did it did well, and it was uh, and it was nice having that at the beginning of the year, kind of away from the the summer spectacle, which it might have been done bad in the summer. It was a new property; it might have been overshadowed by really big movies that came out that year. Um, I think maybe Ultron came out that same year when that came, so maybe that was a good idea. So, and then I guess it seemed like they moved it to the summer. They're like, hey, this this property's been proven now. Let's let's move it up. But now they're moving it to October. October is just a really weird month for movies too, because it's not really in the summer anymore. You can't really count on the, on those winter kind of blockbuster re- releases. It's just this this weird limbo of a month, you know. I definitely agree. It's not quite. It's not quite fall. It's not quite summer. Um, what do you do with at the beginning of October? Really, um, nothing. But in the June month prior, it was right. I think a week after. Wonder Woman, and mm-hmm. um, I think the same weekend or the week before The Mummy, um, which actually is garnering interest from people, not necessarily us, but <laughs> but The Mummy is is considered a threat because of the the Tom Cruise and the property, you know, the IP associated with it. Yeah, I guess. I mean. Who, who knows? I mean, obviously we can say October, you know, is, is an odd month, but we were concerned originally with movies coming out in February, you know, like, oh, that's like a dumping ground. So maybe, maybe, maybe Fox, you know, they're, they're in last place now. Like we just said, maybe they're going to reinvent October for us, which I would think the only thing I've ever remembered being uh, worth note in October off the top of my head are like scary movies, you know, to capitalize mm. on um, Halloween. So I don't know. Well, this originally was a uh, Marvel film Fox has slotted in. So they've they've given up one Marvel film slot for Kingsman. So um, I think that might show a little more faith than, than moving it back a couple months, I guess. Yeah. So. But either way, I'm excited to see more Taron Edgerton. That guy's awesome. Yeah, and the expanded cast, I think, I think it has... Um, Oh man, uh, Magic Mike, uh, <laughs> Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum in it, yeah. <laughs> so I- I'm excited to see more of that too. Uh, another trailer we got this week, and that you pro- we just watched for the first time today, is uh, Cars Three 
get our first tra- <laughs> teaser trailer. This trailer's hilarious, and I feel like the reason it's hilarious is because it's so intense. Uh, you sent me a trailer after we watched it of redubbing it with the with the music from Logan, and kind of they made it black and white to fit the style of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Just seems really dramatic for a Pixar movie. But maybe that's a good call just because I still have not gotten around to seeing that second Cars movie just because everybody just kind of uh, bashed it so much. So maybe they're just like, we got to separate ourselves from that second movie that everybody dogs on us for. And, you know, even though the the execs don't care because they probably made tons of money off of, you know, toys and merchandising. So, uh, yeah, the, the, I think the trailer gets me curious. That's for sure. It, there's a there's very not telling the happy one that, that everyone yeah, worried about. There's definitely some very telling text at the end of the teaser that says everything changes after this moment. So, yeah, I don't I have no idea what's going to happen, but um we see a uh, what uh, Lightning McQueen, is that his name? Yeah, Lightning McQueen. I mean, nobody was asking for Cars 3. Like that <laughs> that's the thing. So, um and well, you know, I, I will stick up for the first Cars. I, I genuinely liked the first Cars movie. I think people will still kind of put that near the bottom of their Pixar movie list. But, yeah, I liked the first one. I thought it was kind of clever seeing uh, Cars and kind of uh, this human persona uh, trying to trying to control the world. It, it was silly. I, I didn't fall for the planes crap or Cars 2. So maybe Cars 3 will bring it all around. Yeah, I mean, it very much – I mean – if Pixar is anything, I guess they're not scared to maybe go out a little differently uh, or do something a little different. The animation looks great, I think. Um, you know, for well, I mean, Cars, it, it it is the first Pixar movies that that has ever had something to prove. If you think about it, you know, all of the other sequels of movies have come off of really, really well received things. Like even the third Toy Story movie. I mean, Toy Story two was good. People love that movie. Uh, so all of these uh, Pixar movies have come off of good things. This is the first time they're ever returning to something that did not go over well. You know, it's not like they've made a Brave Two and we've seen how that went. Um, so even I, I, well, I'm not trying to bash Brave. I think it's just because it was like underperformed. <laughs> uh, so maybe they're just but, like, hey, we got something to prove here. You know, we're not the biggest baddest uh, CG studio in the land anymore. We have competition out there. Let's make Cars Three something unique. Well, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I looked uh, whenever I this came out, I looked up the worst rated Pixar films. And mm-hmm. Cars two is the lowest. Um, Monsters University, then Brave, and then Cars are, are, yeah, are the bottom four. Yeah, Monsters probably would have been a, a better example of a, a, a poor sequel because I I did not like that sequel at all. But yeah, this will be kind of cool. Maybe uh maybe they put um maybe they put a, a new crew together to work on cars three and be like, Hey, give us, give us something that like makes people want to return to this franchise. We want to build more cars themed theme parks, but we need a good movie to do it. I, I, I hear the cars theme, uh, the cars ride in the California land adventure park or whatever. California adventure park mm-hmm. is the best ride out there. At that yeah. Point. Well, I, I still have not been over to the California adventure side of the park. Cause it's a different ticket and those tickets are hella expensive. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and come out and visit us and we'll go to it. Yeah. Don't let my wife hear that. So, Yes, but that is also. Connect- <laughs> I'll speak a little louder so she can hear it. Yeah. Uh, so, Cars Three is actually coming out June fifteenth, twenty seventeen, which would have been up against um, Kingsman as well. So, um, I think that Kingsman moves sounding better and better all the time. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's cool. Moving on, Pacific Rim Maelstrom, the sequel to Pacific Rim that we, is actually coming out, has our first look at John Boyega uh, in the film. Boyega. Yeah, I love this guy. He's so cool. He's so charismatic. Uh, if you haven't seen The Block yet, definitely go watch The Block. Attack The Block. Get, uh, yeah, Attack The Block. You can get more of him in that. Um, not much to go off of in this photo. The most, I guess, out. I guess not outlandish, but I guess the thing that stands out the most is he's wearing maybe some sort of gloves that kind of look a little futuristic. He's holding on to something. I don't know if it's like a communicator or like a thermos or something. It looks kind of like he's like like looking at something from a distance, and that might be like a um, like a binocular. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, but his his hair is so textured perfectly. It's fantastic. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like um, when you would look at like a, a Bart Simpson toy, mm-hmm. you know, because you're you're always kind of thrown off because you're seeing this 2D character in a 3D form, and that's kind of how the hair looks at when you look at the top, kind of with the divots. Yeah. So um, I don't know. This is cool. Yeah, I love John Boyega, and I love Pacific Rim Two News because for a while there, we thought we weren't getting this movie. Yeah, I mean, you you really like the first one, don't you? I mean, oh yeah, it's one. Of, it's definitely one of my favorites. And uh, and it's, it's shooting for uh, 2018, so we'll we'll keep you posted as more stuff that comes out. Uh, Alien Covenant, uh, not really news for you, Mike, <laughs> but the first poster is out, and the first poster is actually feeding off your nostalgia pretty hard for for Alien mm-hmm. movies. Um, and it just says Run Black, the Xenomorph is coming out of the shadows, May 19th. This is probably the best piece of news coming out of this movie I've seen. <laughs> because it is essentially old Alien promotions. Because it, they took the Alien title this time, and they're using the Alien title. So, uh-huh. uh, what do you think off the top of your head? Just quick glance. Any ideas? You I okay? mean, it looks cool. I think this is just the way to tell the audience that we're bringing the classic Xenomorph that you're familiar with back just because we didn't really have that classic Xenomorph in Prometheus. But, you know, Prometheus at the same time didn't even have the alien name attached to the title. So we'll see. We all know I'm confused as hell about this alien franchise. Very much. That's why I keep bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, bad news, Mike. The Ecto Cooler is being discontinued this December. Oh, man, I would say that's bad news for you. You're the one that was buying the crates on crates on crates of this. Why is, why is that? I, I've got a whole box I haven't even touched at my feet <laughs> right now. You're, you're like, I'm good for a couple centuries. I here. am going to be king of the Ecto Cooler come January <laughs> when people are like, oh, man, I wish I would have got it. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, so you, you know, a guy don't. Don't get caught sleeping. Go ahead and uh, buy your pallets while you still can. Yeah, that's right. And and don't don't pull a Scarface and 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 drink your own supply. Like <laughs> you you, you got to hold that back. You got to ration yourself. Okay. Oh man. All right. <laughs> don't do that. All right. Well, that's it for the news this week, Mike. We hit a full show. Pretty yes, we did. It felt it felt good to be back talking about a uh, superhero and uh, all this awesome nerdy stuff. Yeah, because I, I was kind of on radio silence there for a week, so it feels good to be back at it. Yes, yeah. I wasn't going to bother you either because I know, you know, those international data rates could be nightmarish if not monitored properly. Oh, yeah. I'll give I'll give one thing a plug real quick before we close out the show. Um, uh, my coworker ran in, recommended me this app called Maps.me, which is basically a, a, a map app on your smartphone uh, that you can download uh, maps onto. So if you're in a if you're in an area where you think you're not going to have data or any sort of reception at all, you can just go ahead and download the map for the area. And it has like little tips in there of like monuments that you can see. So it's very geared towards travel. So it was a lifesaver when we were in Venice because Venice is basically just a series of alleyways and corridors. There's no streets, hardly any street uh, alley signs, I guess, to look at to tell you where you're going. So bam, I would just pop this thing open because GPS is free and it works everywhere you are. You know, it doesn't require any sort of data connection. So yeah, I would just pull up that map that I already had downloaded, and I would I can navigate that city with ease. So maps.me if you're if you're traveling anywhere um, internationally, maybe not even internationally, if you want to yep. save maybe some battery on your phone, don't want to connect to the internet, uh, maps.me super super helpful. Yep, and it, I'm just pulled it up. It's going to be in our show notes. It looks fantastic. Do you remember when like GPS devices and like like the little boxes were hundreds and hundreds of dollars oh man and like you couldn't update them for years and man we've come a long way yeah gps just in itself is fascinating i had like i didn't really understand exactly how gps uh functioned uh financially uh just because i every time i've ever used gps it was associated with a smartphone so i thought maybe there was some sort of data connection there or something but gps is essentially free it's kind of like Mm -hmm. a technology that was put out there that anyone can connect to and just build an entire business off of so like i think that's really really cool it's kind of like socialized technology so maybe we'll get more of that stuff in the future so uh, i guess a big ups to gps (laughs) yeah well i mean i i remember i I did some research on this because i worked on cell phones and i think originally there was like eight satellites like doing this like the 1970s like late 70s 80s uh-huh. And then they launched, I think maybe like there's like 32 up there maybe now. So uh, the more, the I guess the more future we get, the more GPS we'll have. So 
Oh, yeah. Remember back in the day when a GPS device was like a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> yeah. in one of those Bond movies? I, that was a Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, I believe. Man, well, I remember. That's for sure. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, that's it for the show. Mike, If did, I, I saw a picture of maybe you doing some sketching while you were in Italy. Were you inspired? I don't know. Will we see some of this this uh, artwork eventually down the road? Yeah, I, I post uh, I posted some of it up on my Instagram, okay. and you can always check some of my work out at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people always want to know what you're up to. You always got tons of stuff going on. You're telling me about these uh, crazy theme parties that you're going to you're going to a uh, friends givings with uh, people halfway having a baby That's that right. sounds very interesting where where may people want to follow you for well that? you can find me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n um uh, i share all my instagram stuff from there too my instagram is i think it's valdan 1987 I, you know numbers work but i did put up a christmas tree today and i have all my superhero ornaments shared on there so if you want to see what i got oh uh, yeah you can definitely uh, check those out. Uh, you can read out my stuff on Comic UI or listen to my other podcast, uh, Filmside Chats, as well. So there we go. And, you know, people maybe listening to us for the first time from Italy, Mike, maybe they want to <laughs> know where they can do more with our show. Where can they find that at? Uh, well, man, I would love that. But you can visit us at SuperheroSlate.com. as the best place to find all the avenues that we host this show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, email. And this list is getting so long, we should just say wherever you listen to podcasts because I think we're pretty much everywhere. Just search for us like, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review. We're Wherever you listen to the show, that's really helpful. Uh, helps uh-huh. us find some new listeners through search engines and whatnot. And if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, whether I'm here or not, because Chris will just replace me that easily. It makes me a little worried that I'm so replaceable. <laughs> well, I like to keep you on your toes. Um, but, you know, again, this is a couple days after Thanksgiving, but I just want to say to everyone listening, we are thankful for you. Without you, the show would be nothing. And and we appreciate uh, you guys just listening to us. So Yeah. Stay tuned. Two more weeks and episode 100 yes. will be a little bit of an anniversary. Yes, we will most likely do a regular show for that. So <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> Every week. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah, that's right. So, all right. Well, we will uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. I, yeah. Well, now now I've at, I've done my job and I asked <laughs> and.